This is the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode number 93, the solo series. I don't know what you heard, but <laughs> she runs the show. Welcome to episode number 93 of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley here. Welcome to She Runs the Show. If you're listening for the first time, just know that this is a home for women entrepreneurs who want both businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. And as you know, if you're a woman entrepreneur, it is a daily challenge. (laughs) And I use challenge lightly. So on episode number 93, this is a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And the more that I see the way that the world is evolving, the more that I see the way that business is evolving, the more that I see things happening in businesses, whether it's to people who work for those businesses or to clients and customers, I don't know, there's this apathy that's going on in the world. And so this episode is really important to me because on episode number 93, we're going to talk about you you the entrepreneur, you the person, you the visionary, which is what every entrepreneur is. We create the world and every rendition of it. And so I want to talk today about what kind of entrepreneur are you choosing to be? That's the title of today's episode. What kind of entrepreneur are you choosing to be? And the thing is that word choosing is very, very important to this equation. And so as we go through this episode, I really want you to think about the question, who, who am I? Who am I as an entrepreneur? Who am I in my business? Who am I with my mission and with my life? And, and more importantly than that, who am I choosing to be? What change am I creating through this business? Because at the end of the day, the most important thing about being an entrepreneur is not the money you make. It's not how big you build your email list. It's not how many people, you know, attend a webinar. It's the change that you bring to this world. And the change is one by one by one by one by one. So I want to talk about that. So by the end of today's episode, you're going to learn who you really are in your business and how to embody you in every aspect of your business in a way that's authentic and real And I love this word. I heard this in a Drew Canole interview, congruent, in a way that's congruent with what you do in your business. And so we're going to talk about how do you get congruent in your business? How do you change the world one person at a time, one client at a time, one customer at a time? You know what? And and the answer is simple, and yet it's not simple. How do you do that in your business? You start with you. You start with your own transformation. And that doesn't mean for every recovering perfectionist out there who is just like me, that doesn't mean you have to be perfect first. That doesn't mean you have to arrive on the mountaintop first personally. That means that you own your transformation on a personal level, on a professional level, and that you take your tribe on the journey of transformation with you as you build your business. So that's what we're talking about today. What kind of entrepreneur do you want to be? And what's interesting about this is I want to start out with, and and those of you who've listened to me long enough, you know how I feel about Marianne Williamson. I want to start out with a Marianne Williamson quote. And by far, one of the most powerful books I've read from Marianne is a book that she calls The Gift of Change. And in The Gift of Change, this is what Marianne says. She says, 
The most important thing to remember during times of great change is to fix our eyes anew on the things that don't change. Eternal things become our compass during times of rapid transition, binding us emotionally to a steady and firm course. They remind us that we, as children of God, are still at the center of divine purpose in the world. They give us the strength to make positive changes, wisdom to endure negative changes, and the capacity to become people in whose presence the world moves towards healing. Perhaps we're alive during those fast-moving times in which the center does not hold, in order to become the center that does. I want to read that last part again, because as entrepreneurs, we play such a pivotal role in becoming the center that does. Here's what Marianne says. She says, Eternal things become our compass during times of rapid transition, binding us emotionally to a steady and firm course. They remind us that we, as children of God, are still at the center of divine purpose in the world. They give us the strength to make positive changes, wisdom to endure negative changes, and the capacity to become people in whose presence the world moves towards healing. Perhaps we're alive during those fast-moving times in which the center does not hold, in order to become the center that does. See, as entrepreneurs, we we choose a business, right? So, so let's just start with some very basics about this. Our business is born out of both the needs of our clients, the needs of a tribe. There is some desire that they have that they need fulfilled. So our business is born out of their need but it is also aligned with our passion. And so their need and the need to fulfill that and the match between that need and our talents and gifts and the match between our purpose and passion aligning with fulfilling those needs creates the business. But there comes a point, even in the early stages of business, where you need a greater meaning before you can accomplish a bigger mission in your business. Like your business can go so far when you say, okay, there's the need. Here's my talent. It fills it. Here's how I feel purpose or passion for it. But there comes a moment where in order for you to take your business to the next level in terms of how many you serve, who you serve, how well you serve them, you need greater meaning before you can accomplish a bigger mission. So my question is, who, who are you choosing to be in your business? What is that meaning? What does your business mean to you? Like not the dollars and cents, not the revenue, not the, okay, how many people are my email list this week? When you type an email and you're getting ready to send it, what does that mean to you? Why are you sending that email? Is it part of some formula that you got from somebody somewhere on some webinar? Or do you really sit down and think intentionally about what you want to share with your tribe? One of the things about me is, I'm not so great at sending out emails to my tribe. Part of that is because I don't want to send an email out unless it has meaning, unless it means something for me, unless I feel like it is something they need to hear. I don't want to send out a formula of emails. I want every email that I send out to my tribe to be heartfelt, to be meaningful. If it's going to go into their inbox, I want them to know that it was meant for them. And that works, right? From the meaning standpoint, I've still got to fit it into that. How do I get it more consistent standpoint? But I think on a larger scale, we have to begin to think about our businesses that way. 
What's the meaning behind this webinar that I'm doing? What's the meaning behind this email that I'm sending out? You need greater meaning before you can accomplish a bigger mission. Here's the other thing. Your business has to be more than the money you make or the launches you do. And I want to step back for a second and, and speak to all brand new entrepreneurs and say, yeah, the launches and the money are important. So if you're just starting your business, you're going, okay, what Cassandra just said is, you know, it's got to be more than that. So I don't have to think about the launches and the money. No, I didn't say that. What I'm saying is this, you've got to have a set business model before you start a business. You've got to know how you're actually going to be making money, because if you don't know that, then you actually have a hobby and not a business. And you've got to have a plan in place. But once you have those business basics, then your business has to become more in order to be successful. It can't just be about that because if it's just about the money you make and the launches you do, let me just share with you something that I've learned many, many times over and over again in business. The money doesn't mean anything. You know, I always, I I would always think, well, when I get to this point in business and that point in business, when I make this much money, when I make, you know, you get to that point and you celebrate for about five seconds and then you go, "Mm, well, Next, I mean, it doesn't, the money doesn't change the world. The money doesn't make you feel more joyful. You get to the goal and you feel joyful that you got to the goal and then it's over after five seconds. So the key thing here is who are you choosing to be? What impact do you want your business to have on the world? Because the money doesn't create the impact. It feels really good for five seconds. Really good. Amazingly good wouldn't give that five seconds up for anything, but you're still living after that five seconds. Your business is still running after that five seconds. Your business has to be more than the money you make or the launches you do. Here's, here's the other thing to think about when you think about who am I choosing to be as an entrepreneur? Your business has to be an extension of you. This is where I see a disconnect. A lot of people, they do this, they hire a branding strategist and they go do, you know, all these other things. And they build this, this brand. And then they turn around and look at the brand they just built and they realize, wow, I'm not in it. Like the me that's me is not in this brand that I just built. And here's the thing. Your business has to be an extension of who you really are. I mean, at the end of the day, what's what's true at the core of your business is you come out in it anyway. Like whether you create this beautiful brand that isn't you and you showcase that to people, at the end of the day, when you interact with clients, when you serve customers, when you deliver your product, the real you comes out anyway. Your business, it it just makes sense from a branding perspective that, and I love Drew Canoli's word that he used in an interview, uh, congruence. You've got to be congruent with your business for it to be successful, which means what you value, what you believe in, what you know to be true for yourself, it's got to come through in the branding of your business. It's you and your business have got to be congruent. And if they're not, it will show eventually. If what you stand for and what you believe in does not clearly come out in how you serve your clients and how you speak to your tribe and the messages that you send out, at some point there's going to be a fracture and everybody's going to know it. And you're going to feel it all the way through, but you've got to be congruent. What you believe, what you know to be true, it's got to align with your business because at the end of the day, your business is an extension of who you really are, who you really are at your core. Now, the problems that come along with running a business, um, 
especially as you want to grow the business, even in the very beginning stages, you know, we think about business growth and we go, okay, I want this many clients and I want to make this much revenue and I want to do this. The problems that come along with that is that you need the proper perspective to maintain a kind of sense of, okay, what does all of this mean? This, you know, whether it's revenue or launches or clients or tribes or follows or likes, what does all of this mean? You need to be able to keep proper perspective throughout the whole climbing, growing process. The issue with proper perspective is you can only have that when you know who you are. You can only have that when you accept who you are. You can only have that when you embrace who you are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. See, everybody wants to love who they are when they're perfect, but nobody ever is, which is why we have this epidemic where nobody ever really loves themselves anyway. The way that you get to the point of having proper perspective is by simply saying, some days my life is great and some days I'm a red hot mess. And you know what? All of that makes me who I am. And all of that makes me uniquely designed to serve the tribe that I'm meant to serve. So I'm not going to wait till I'm perfect. I'm not going to wait till I'm better. I'm not going to wait till life calms down because guess what? It never does. I'm going to go out there and serve my tribe from my uniquely flawed, imperfectly perfect, hell of a mess sometimes, fabulous other times self. And I'm going to do it so they know that it's possible to be great and awful and wonderful and miserable and happy and sad all at the same time and to still do great things in the world. And you can only do that when you accept all of those different pieces of you. And so that's why the question becomes so important. Who are you choosing to be in your business? Now, when you come across business problems or dilemmas, like not knowing how to do certain things, not knowing where to start, not knowing when to start, making mistakes, failing at one business and then starting another one and failing at that one. How do you pick up the pieces? How do you trust that you might have failed five times, but you're going to go for a sixth time at this business thing? I think it's having proper perspective between the problem and the solution. And Marianne Williamson says this best in The Gift of Change. Here's what she says. She says, when I am at the effect of the problem, I become part of the problem. When I am centered within myself, I become part of the solution. Whenever you're having a problem in business, the first thing you got to do is always get centered. Now that's different for different people. Some people get centered because they meditate for 15 minutes. Some people get centered because they go on a 30 minute run. Some people get centered because they eat a piece of chocolate. Doesn't matter as long as it's healthy and it's not hurting you or anybody else. Decide what your getting centered practices are. For me, one of the things I love to do to get centered is walk barefoot on the earth. There's a very centering quality to doing that. Meditation sometimes works. Sometimes it doesn't work for me. Exercise always works for me in terms of getting centered. Find your centering practices. Have at least two or three under your belt that you can, that are go-tos for you. So that when business problems set in, rather than going to the, what am I going to do to fix this place, right? The frantic place. You go, let me get centered first. Let me get centered first. And you get centered first. And then as Marianne Williamson says, you become part of the solution when you're centered within yourself. Here's the thing that you've got to remember, especially when business problems come up, everything and anything can change. You, your business, your life in a second, everything can be different. That is the natural order of things. 
The question that you always want to be asking, even as there are factors in life that you cannot control, is this. What changes would I like to see? With whatever is being presented to me at this moment, what would I like to change? And then you empower yourself to change the things you can change, to accept the things you cannot change, and to make peace with all the rest of it. You know, one of the biggest questions you can ask when you think about, well, what changes would I like to see in my business, in myself, in my life is, who do I have to become to be the person who navigates that change, who responds well to that change, who delivers that change? Because lots of times what we do when we get frantic is we go, well, what do I have to do? What, what, what is it? What do I have to do? It's not the what that matters. It's the who that counts. Who do I have to become to be the entrepreneur who designs that kind of change in my business? Who do I have to become to be the kind of person who can have this experience hit my life and I still stand up strong? Who do you have to become? It's the who, not the what. So whenever you find yourself getting frantic, whether it's in life or business, and you find yourself focusing on the what, 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 how is this going to work? What am I going to do? Get centered with one of your three centering practices and then say to yourself, okay, for this situation to turn out the way I'd like it to, who do I have to become? Now we've talked about what kind of entrepreneur are you choosing to be? And I hope you understand that in your business, it begins and ends with you. You are the company, you are the brand, it's you. And here's a final thought I really want you to think about. A couple final thoughts. And again, I highly recommend if you're in a state in your business where you're like, well, who am I and what is my brand and what is my business? Read Marianne Williamson's The Gift of Change. There's just so many things, even though that book is not about business, that really hit home with where we are as entrepreneurs, where we are right now, and where we need to be with where the world is going. And in The Gift of Change, Marianne says this, she says, it is time to die to who we used to be and to become instead who we are capable of being. That is the gift that awaits us now, the chance to become who we really are. And that is the miracle, the gift of change. She also says in the book, the most important factor in determining what will happen in our world is what you decide to let happen within you. Every circumstance, no matter how painful, is a gauntlet thrown down by the universe, challenging us to become who we are capable of being. Our task for our own sakes and for the sake of the entire world is to do so. I love how she says, every circumstance, no matter how painful, is a gauntlet thrown down by the universe. Can you imagine it? The universe is going, become who you're capable of being. So when you think about those painful situations, when you think about those business stressors, when you think about the, I don't have enough of this and there's not enough time and I don't make enough money and I don't have enough, whatever your business dilemmas are, start to see them as gauntlets thrown down by the universe. The universe saying to you, boom, here you go. I'm challenging you to become who you're capable of being. What are you going to do now? What's your next move? Because as Marianne says it best, our task for our own sakes and for the sake of the entire world is to do so, to become who we're capable of becoming. I hope this episode helped you. You know, sometimes I like to talk strategies. Sometimes I like to talk um, application. 
But most of the time on She Runs the Show, I like to speak to the heart and soul of entrepreneurs because I think that's where change happens. That's where the inspired action comes from. That's where the stamina, the endurance, the ability to do the day in and day out of it to make your business successful. It doesn't come from knowing the tactics and it doesn't come from hustle, hustle, grind, grind. It comes from knowing who you are and knowing how important that is to the world and knowing the impact that you offer and then going out and doing that. Which is why I love topics like who are you choosing to be as an entrepreneur? You know, in today's episode, we talked about embracing change. More than that, we talked about being entrepreneurs who are the change and becoming the person who can not only embrace change, but have the courage to change. And you know, the funny thing about courage is that oftentimes when you are in a state of courage, you also feel fear. And oftentimes being courageous means that you're doing it in the face of fear. Now I'm going to be doing a a new live free training on Tuesday, October 10th. And this is going to be on courage and fear, how to build courage while you're living with fear. That's what we we have to do, especially as entrepreneurs. We've got opportunities and we've got things we can grow and we want to jump out in courage, but there's fear. And so on Tuesday, October 10th, I'm going to do a free live training, 45 minutes on how to build courage while living with fear. And I'd love for you to sign up and join me. And you can sign up for that free live training at tinyurl.com forward slash courage fear webinar. Again, that's tinyurl.com forward slash courage fear webinar. It's going to be amazing training. It is completely live. I know sometimes people say free live webinar and they're not actually live. I won't call anybody out, but when I tell you I'm doing a free live training, it is actually me in real time on that webcam for at least for the first 15 minutes. I don't like being on webcam the whole hour and teaching great stuff. So join me for a webinar, free life training on how to build your courage, especially in business while living with fear. You can sign up at tinyurl.com forward slash courage for webinar. And as always, I would love for you to write a review on iTunes. You can do that at tinyurl.com forward slash she runs a show podcast. That's tinyurl.com forward slash she runs a show podcast. Join me for another episode. We are getting closer to episode number 100. Again, as always, thank you so much for listening. Um, many of you have listened from the very beginning. You have seen a lot of transitions with me guaranteed over the next 10 years. You will see a bunch of transitions as well. I'm just thankful, grateful, appreciative that you listen and that you learn and, uh, that you apply what you learn on She Runs the Show into your life, into your business, and that you go out there and you touch the lives that you were born to touch. That's the goal. That's the dream. That's my vision for you. Thank you for listening. I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show.